Hi, Jeremiah here with Minor to Major, where we help people turn their minor setbacks into major comebacks. And so we have a, a wonderful guest on today, and I, I'm really excited because uh, we've been playing phone tag, we've been playing message tag, and we've been, you know, uh, going back and forth. And uh, she even stood me up one time when we were supposed <laughs> to meet, but uh, I'm all about forgiveness. So we are here today, and we are about to get into it. Just talking about mental health in general, in our culture, in our community, uh, as as close as to our to the, the, our loved ones in our home, so we're gonna get into it right now. Yolanda, uh, mm -hmm. thank you for joining us. Almost definitely, Mr. Rankin. Oh man! <laughs> so we had this conversation <laughs> offline about the Mr. Rankin's comment. It's putting a little age on me, you know, and so um, she's been teasing me about that. So well, so, yeah. you know, I you know, I put the Mr. in front of it because um, when I look at Mr. Rankin. I give him that respect because of, you know, the things he's done. I'm sure whoever knows him knows he's very professional. And, you know, it's just a sign of respect. And I thank you. I thank you for um, that. Yeah, I'm here in Houston. Yeah. I stood him up the first time because I had so much stuff to do. But I made sure that I came back to make it up to you. Okay. This so, is very important. And, and so you're coming in from where? Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Yolanda Turner. I'm originally from Pennsylvania. I'm not from Georgia originally, but my mom is, so she brought us here. Um, let's just skip down the line. Um, years ago, I was in the street. Um, I decided to change my life and get involved in too many different things to help the black community. I started SWAT testimonies i'm sure you've seen that i have i have can you tell our viewers what SWAT is SWAT is saints with the testimony um and the reason being is because a lot of us have testimonies um a lot of us um deal with issues to where we're afraid to talk about our testimonies mental health being one of them mr rankins um so it just kind of works with my personality SWAT okay um so is it a is it a for-profit non-profit what kind of agency what is a non-profit organization it's a traveling ministry where mm -hmm. we go through we go to many different cities or either counties let me say that because it's a difference between a city and a county they mm -hmm. realize that <laughs> so um and we feed the community um this is uh black owned it's a black owned business it's just a non-profit some things are non-profit some things aren't so um, feeding the community, you guys know that that's a nonprofit organization. We go in and we do things like that. Um, basically just giving back yeah. to the community. Yeah. Maybe one day I can come to Houston and do it. Okay, mm -hmm. so that, and that's SWAT, I love it. Yeah. Okay, so tell me uh, about your journey with mental health. How did you fall into that? Um, first of all, being able to recognize what mental health was in myself um, dealing with different things as a kid, not dealing with things as a kid. I was a single mom very, very young. Mm -hmm. So 16, y'all, having a baby, uh, I had the kind of mother that, if you had a baby, that's your baby. I didn't have the kind of mother that was like grandma <laughs> and come in and help me with that responsibility. So I say, um, that's where my trauma creeped in. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's a part of mental health because it makes it puts you in a position to where you have to grow up really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And I think it's trauma. What do you think? Because you're the mental health specialist, so you tell me what you think. But I will say that we all suffer from trauma. Okay. So traumatic, um, traumatic experiences in our past, and and so not everyone reaches, meets the criteria for uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. So everyone has post-traumatic stress, not everyone uh, meets criteria for the disorder. Okay, so the stress, explain that to me, because let's talk about stress, period. Okay. What do you think about stress? I mean, I know the definition of stress, but how is it effective? Like, how does it affect us physically, emotionally, and mentally? So talking about stress and post-traumatic stress, um, so I like to give this in examples uh, and scenarios. So a white lady, an older white lady is walking down the street. Maybe it's at nighttime, eight, nine o'clock, downtown Houston, uh, everyone's gone home, uh, and she's walking down the street. She's never been mugged, she's never been robbed, uh, none of that trauma in her past, okay? But she's seen it on the news, and she's seen it on movies, what okay. could happen. Right. She sees a black young man walking with a hoodie on uh, over his head. Immediately, she get, becomes anxiety, she becomes anxious, she becomes a little nervous, maybe scared, not because of something that has happened to her, but because she has seen it, okay? So that's the post-traumatic stress. Okay, that's post. Right, okay. and so um, they pass by each other, she may clench her purse, mm-hmm. post-traumatic stress not necessarily PTSD from a, a, a previous uh, event and experience. So Sounds like fear. It, it is, but that's what anxiety initially is though, right? Fear. The fear okay. of the unknown, okay. the fear of the unknown. And then um, when you talk about stress, everybody experiences it, right? Um, but when it becomes overbearing, it can lead into uh, your, your, phys- your physical health, your medical right. health. Right. Um, and so, you know, stress is something that we can't avoid in life. But um, there are things that we can do to cope. And so when you don't have a healthy coping skill to combat that stress, that's when it becomes uh, dangerous. And that was something else that I wanted to talk about because I have my questions here. Mm -hmm. But um, medication for mental health patients, I wanted to talk about that later on in the show if you don't mind. But um, let me just piggyback on what you said about fear. Because a lot of people in the black community, they struggle with that mm-hmm. fear. And see, I think when I was 16, having a child based off of the choices that I made, let me clear that up because my mama watching. <laughs> <laughs> based off of the choices that I chose to make in my life, it made me scared and fearless to the point where, okay, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm a single mother. I have this baby, what am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. You know, I can't go here, I can't go there. So to me, I think I suffered with a little bit of post-traumatic stress. Now, did I fold because of that? Meaning, did I uh, fall because of that? No, mm-hmm. I I picked up the strength and carried on. But at the same time, I can say that most single parents are afraid to admit in the beginning that it's just a scary thing, mm-hmm. you know. So the fear of the unknown. Because mm-hmm. how am I going to be a good mom? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? What is your life going to be like now that yeah. you have a child? And yeah. Money. And then, you know, it's really traumatic when you're young because you still got school. You know, you still have um, just other things to think about in your life. 
So I think that's where it started for me, right there. Okay. Things, I mean, some women, they have the help and still go through the stress and still go through the anxiety and still, let's talk about that, anxiety and depression. Uh, depression is the, the the extreme sadness, right? Mm -hmm. So you have the uh, the extreme low mm -hmm. of uh, whatever event or non-event. So we've got chemicals in our brain, serotonin, norepinephrine, uh, dopamine that that kind of just make up our uh, you know our feelings, how okay. we feel, and so you know That's when emotion. right, and so when those levels get too low, mm -hmm. uh, they get kind of wonky, um, and that goes back to the the medications. Um, you typically have a, uh, a a doctor maybe prescribe some medications to level those uh, those um, those hormones those um, those chemicals in our brain to level them out so you can feel better. If you can't cope with uh, what the event or uh, your depression, then that's what that that doctor is there for to level out those chemicals. Um, and and so you have anxiety. Typically, anxiety like anger. Mm -hmm. uh, frustration and then whatever you know our anger looks different so you could be yelling be verbally aggressive you could right. be physical uh, you could you could choose to isolate I mean there's there's so many different ways anxiety looks different for so many different people wow. um, so first off is mental health genetic is it something that can be passed down from so certain disorders yeah so, um, you know, in, in some of the intake questionnaires that, no, in all the intake questionnaires that uh, I ask uh, parents and, or family members, is there a history of mental illness? Is there a history of substance abuse? Is there a history of physical, sexual abuse in the family? All these um, are, are indicators, impossible indicators of, of what is going on uh, in the present with, with whoever I'm treating. So how do you, if that is the case, how do you identify? The symptoms, I mean, how do you, because I think this is important for black, for, I'm not talking about no other community right now, but the black community, reason being, I'm, I know it's in all communities, but I want to know how can we, as a black culture, identify these symptoms to where we can understand how to get help? Honestly, I think we need, um, we need to have this mental health, the, this mental health awareness, we need to have it trending. So if we break the stigma through hip hop, rap music, if we break the stigma uh, within our own culture mm -hmm. and say, hey, I need to see a therapist and it starts to be trending, then we'll get on board. Right. But at the very, you know, ever since, you know, you know, the 20th century, the 19th century, mm -hmm. uh, don't be weak, uh, be strong, don't cry, nothing's wrong with you. Uh, 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 you got depression, no, that's the devil. Let's go to church and let's pray about it. We're going to, you know, touch an agreement. And so it, we, we've continued to pass down these values from generation to generation. Okay. I think now uh, we're moving into a mental health, mental aware, mental health awareness. We're, we're moving into a, something that is trending. It's okay so, uh, to cry, to show your emotions, to identify with depression mm -hmm. and, and kind of talk those things out. Exactly. So. Exactly. I totally agree. Um, this is Mental Health Awareness Month. It is. So what do you normally do for Mental Health Awareness Month? So um, I, I, I generally um, post different things on my social media, mm -hmm. uh, but with um, when it comes to Mental Health Awareness Month, when it comes to uh, you know anything to do with foster care, okay. I, I typically uh, cater, uh, tailor my uh, posts and my, my message okay. to mental health in right. some way. 
Well, I know this is a personal question, Mr. Rankins, but what made you want to do this? What, what, how did you get into wanting to, was it, was it wanting to help people with it? Yeah, so I, I, I generally um, post different things on my social media, mm -hmm. uh, but with, um, when it comes to Mental Health Awareness Month, when it comes to, uh, you know, anything to do with foster care, I, I typically uh, cater, uh, tailor my uh, posts and my, my message okay. to mental health in right. some way. Well, I know this is a personal question, Mr. Rankins, but what made you want to do this? What, what, how did you get into wanting to, was it, was it wanting to help people with it? Yeah, so uh, my purpose. And, and so how, right. how, how did I fall you into did. my purpose? Uh, man, it goes back to my, my whole life story. So uh, as a kid, I was, um, man, I was, you're not supposed to say this. I was a bad kid. You know, I, I grew up in a two-parent home. My, <laughs> my mom, my dad, I, I had both biological parents in the home. I had a nuclear family uh, with a biological brother in the home. So you, uh, didn't, so you didn't grow up like the typical black man? No. And so it, we, we started off in the hood up until about five or six years old. My parents sent me off to uh, live with a better off auntie, a relative. Mm -hmm. uh, when we came back, my parents had their shit together. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but for some reason, the hood just stayed in me. And so I, I, I was in the streets, I was stealing, I was robbing, I was selling dope. And at 17, I caught my first felony. Um, I was doing drive-by shootings. And then at night- Was that mental health? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I went okay. undiagnosed with several. Because uh, see, that's the thing people. about you know, about, you know, men. Ninety percent of my followers are men, so definitely going to see this show. Oh, so what yeah. I'm saying is, you know, the things that we're out here in the street that's doing that we're doing mm -hmm. is what I want to target. Because I want the streets. I want the streets. That's why I started. That was another reason why I started Squat. Mm -hmm. Because we're we're out here targeting the wrong people. Because the mental health is out here in the street. I'm not saying it's not everywhere, but predominantly in the street. The reason why I say that is because I had something that happened to me back in 2019 where I lost my best friend. And I couldn't understand why that happened. I struggled with that because I knew who did it and I knew this person. And when I knew him, I just didn't get a killer out of that. You understand? So when I started to dig in it and start to think about it, this, this is another thing that brings me to mental health. You know, when he grew up, he grew up in the streets. There may have been some trauma, trauma there where he was dealing with it, but I don't know what would make you um, kill someone and then commit suicide. So what is your take on, um, suicide is that is that just a, is that a part of mental health that just people go through when they can't because i can't understand suicide period i'm going to tell you that right now because last year um my son is only he'll be 20 in july but he lost his girlfriend mm -hmm. to suicide now how it affected my son i almost lost him mm -hmm. last year in a very bad car accident Mm -hmm. And that was, I feel like that was a result of what he was going through at that time. But God just wasn't ready for him. Thank God for that. But uh, typically, people want to end their life for, for a number of reasons. But uh, to break it all the way down, it's either 
to end the emotional pain so pain so completely in the emotional pain mm -hmm. and because you're not the emotional pain won't stop it won't end uh, whether it's medications whether it's talking whether it's you know time uh, I want to end that emotional pain and so um, some people believe that ending their life will stop all that emotional pain um, and then uh, the other reason is you know typically this is with younger kids younger generations um, they want to get attention, gain attention. No one like me, nobody loves me. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm getting bullied at school, so I'm gonna show them mm -hmm. and they're gonna care. Um, you get that with uh, terrorism, domestic terrorism, where uh, kids are getting bullied or they're not liked. And uh, I believe that's where the Columbine uh, mm -hmm. killers, they were all dressed in black. They were different from everybody else. Nobody liked them, they were teased and bullied. And they go out and they commit those crimes and now everybody knows about them. Now they're, yeah. they're really popular. Everyone in the, in the nation has heard about this mass yeah. shooting. So now, very good, very good. Now, what is your take on, because we can wrap it up, but what is your take on healing? Healing? Healing, yeah. Um, staying away from, I mean, because some people find different ways to heal other than medication mm -hmm. is there a natural way that you would oppose to healing from mental health than just medication because a lot of people don't do medication they don't believe in that so um and how does religion play a part in that so healing again it, it's it's um you know healing is for um very spe specific to individuals so um, maybe church and, and prayer and a community of, of mothers who are praying for you in a prayer circle may work for you, may may help you get through uh, this season in your life, right? Yes. But it may not work for Tyrone or Kevin or Timmy. You right. see what I'm saying? Right. Um, so healing looks very different for everybody. But mm -hmm. what I have noticed is uh, if you don't search out that healing, if you don't look for it, if you don't... So if you want to feel better, you have to do something different. You have to... Uh, if, if you know that you're going through a rough patch in your life and you're feeling depressed and you've been feeling depressed for the past three, six months, mm -hmm. uh, then you have to change a routine. Whether you wake up at 5 a.m. and you start meditating, you do relaxation, you do prayer, you start exercising. Okay. Uh, there's four different ways that I look at it. Spiritual, mm -hmm. um, if, if you can get in tune with your, your spiritual uh, relationship, mm -hmm. your relationship with your higher power, uh, emotional, so whatever that looks like for you. Uh, whether it's meditation or relaxation, mm -hmm. uh, physical, changing your diet, start working out. Okay. Um, uh, there's so many different ways that, to heal. To heal. Mm -hmm. And you have to do something um, to kind of feel better if you're not going with the medication route. So once you recognize the problem or you identify the problem, because Silas Lewis, hi Silas, said that before you can start the healing process, then you have to recognize it. You have to recognize what's going on and then you can start the healing process from there on out. Um, what about the people who are ashamed? And, and you know this is in a black community. We don't like to feel like nothing is wrong with us now. Yeah. So we push through in most cases and, and it ends up being bad at the end of the day. So what would be your suggestion to the black community and to all communities as far as the healing and recognizing and things like that is concerned. But I love your method on healing. Yeah. Exercise has been good for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, because I suffer, I suffer with, um, 
I'm not even going to say it's depression. I think it's more anxiety mm -hmm. than anything um, for me because of the traumatic experiences I've had through with raising my son, mm -hmm. the different men in my life. Um, we never talk about that. Unhealthy relationships? Very unhealthy. You know that, Mr. Rankin? Oh, okay. <laughs> Being that we did a show one time uh, before, and I was in a situation then, and, you know, it's just, you know, and then them, the men, unhealthy relationships that I was in, they were suffering as well with mental health. Um, as far as a man is concerned, you, I remember you telling me that another man could heal another man. Mm -hmm. And I, I took, I took heed to that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's important. It is. It's very mm -hmm. important. So, um, I think we need to go back to that model. It takes a village to raise our children, but the same thing, it takes a village. We need to take accountability for each other. If I right. see someone that is suffering, a brother or a sister, whoever, mm -hmm. uh, I am my brother's keeper. I think we need to go back to that model. Mm -hmm. um, and a large part of that model was in our church. Uh, yeah. Back in the 50s, 60s, the MLK days, we leaned on religion or spirituality, whether it was Islam with Malcolm X mm -hmm. or uh, Martin Luther King with Christianity. We, our foundation was in the church and, and that's where we found our strength with mm -hmm. uh, our brotherhood. And so if we go back to that model, uh, I, I think that there's no stopping us in our community. Well, Mr. Rankins, I thank you for taking this lovely time up with me today. And um, I hope to do business with you in the future. I hope that you can come out to Tallahassee. I don't mind. <laughs> hey, so y'all, that was uh, my wonderful guest, Yolanda Turner, flying all the way in from uh, Al uh, what is Atlanta, it? Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> No, but I was going to say the aliens, but uh, yeah. she's flying all the way in from Atlanta, Atlanta Georgia. Uh, she joined me here in Houston. That was a great interview yes. talking about mental health. This is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so uh, it's very important for we for for us, for us, it's uh, for yes. us it's to, you know, just really acknowledge the fact that uh, mental mental illness is is real. Yes. And so we can't avoid it. And uh, there's three emotions that are uh, unavoidable. Anger, sadness, and happiness, right? We're always going to experience those three feelings. Yes. But when those feelings go to the extreme, that's when uh, there's a concern and you should seek out help. Whether it's from a peer, your homie, mm -hmm. uh, the church, uh, your mother, your father, speaking to someone about it, or uh, a mental health professional, whoever that may be for you. So. Jeremiah here with Minor to Major, where we help people turn their minor setbacks into major comebacks. And thank you for joining me uh, in another podcast series. Oh.